0: Hello and welcome to uh, the very first episode of The Female Struggle Is Real. This is all very exciting. Uh, So every week we're just going to chat about, uh, well I say we, I mean I'm going to chat and you're going to listen if that's okay with you. I mean presumably it is okay with you because otherwise you wouldn't have downloaded this podcast. Um, But we're going to be chatting about just basically anything that affects a woman Uh, in their mid-twenties or you know even like their late teenage years and stuff because as a woman at this age there is so much we have to deal with. I mean literally the struggle is real. So this week we're going to be chatting about the perfect body and what that entails and how people feel about it and what like this idea of perfection is um, and all that sort of stuff. So I thought I'd just tell you about uh, my body, just so you get an idea of what I look like and stuff. If you haven't seen a picture of me, I'm quite short. I'm about 163 centimetres tall, which is like, well, I never know if I'm 5'2 or 5'4. So, you know, somewhere in between there. I'm just quite a small person. Um, I'm quite skinny. I'm quite lucky to be quite skinny. Just naturally, I've always had like quite a high metabolism. Like everyone in my family is quite small. Um... I'm probably a size six on the top and size eight to ten on the bottom. I'm quite bottom heavy. I mean, if we're doing the classic body shape thing, I'd probably be a pair. Like, uh, I've got quite skinny little wrists and skinny little arms, but then my bottom is massive, as are my thighs and my short little stumpy legs. Um. So anyway, so yeah, there you go. That's a physical idea of what I look like. Um, but because I have been generally quite skinny, you know, when I was a teenager and stuff, I've never really been that. Uh, self-conscious or worried about my body shape or what I look like and you know when I was growing up I'd go on holidays with uh, groups of girls my friends not just random groups of girls that's weird no groups of my groups of girls that are my friends Come on, Emma. (laughs) And um, we'd be like going out for meals and stuff and they'd constantly be like counting calories and, um, you know, making sure. Oh, right. Hang on. I've just had a pizza. So that means I've got to go for a jog in the morning and all this sort of stuff all to get that perfect body image, you know, and we'd be like on the beach taking photos, uh, we'd be like sunbathing or in the sea and we'd be taking photos of each other and everyone'd be like, oh my God, please! no, don't take photos of me. Please, please, please don't put them up. Please don't put them up. I look so horrible. My body isn't in shape at the moment, blah, blah, blah. Um, and this was always quite weird for me because I just never thought about it. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the sort of person that was like, oh my God, I have like the best body. Like it wasn't like that. It was just... That I'd never really thought about my body before. I'd never looked at myself and thought, oh, that's weird. Oh, look, you've got a funny mole there. Oh, I never knew about that. I just, you know, I, I never considered it um, until kind of recently, I guess. Um, just because, I, you know, with Instagram, with Twitter, you're constantly seeing images of women on lovely beaches in Australia and in Sri Lanka and, you know, in LA and stuff, posing on the beach with beautiful flat stomachs and perfect breasts and you know not a blemish on them at all and I guess just (laughs) subconsciously it must affect us and how we think about ourselves and how we think about how we look um and it kind of got to the beginning of this year and um you know I I do gymming or whatever as much as anyone else which is like basically not very often I try and go swimming occasionally and I uh used to do Pilates quite a lot because just because I really, really enjoyed it and stuff. Um, And then this year, I just kind of I've just been really busy. Do you know what I mean? Life gets in the way. So I haven't had a chance to kind of keep that routine going. Um, And then one day, I I don't know what I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened. But I suddenly had this huge freak out where I was like, I just look horrible what is going on and um, I'm planning on going to Ibiza in the summer and I suddenly just thought my god I'm gonna be parading around with a bunch of perfect women who have got these incredibly like razor sharp abs perfect like breasts everything and I'm gonna be there like flabby McFlabster like you know drooping all over the place I thought oh my god like I can't go like what am I gonna do um and yeah, and I like I just had this huge freak out basically and started kind of I mean, when I say a freak out, it was literally for like a week, but still. Um and I would like go swimming every single day and really push myself to a point where I was like, you know, really aching the next day and stuff, and I'd be like, Oh god, I just feel awful. Um and just like I wasn't happy in my mind. Um and it was all a bit weird, but it got me thinking about the perfect body and, you know, like I said before, what it entails, uh, what it involves to get the perfect body as well, and how the perfect body to me um, is probably completely different to the perfect body for you. So I've got a couple of people I want to speak to. Um, straight away when I chose the topic for this week's podcast, I thought of a uh, friend and a girl I used to go to school with back when I was about 15. And um, now she is a professional bodybuilder, YouTuber, influencer. So hello, Imogen. Hi, Emma. Uh, it's long time no speak. How are you, babes?
1: I'm really, really good, thank you. Essie. you're doing really well too. Oh,
0: well, I was going to say it's really weird because obviously a lot has changed since uh, we've last spoken and stuff. And um, because now you are, I think this is the right term, a professional bodybuilder.
1: Yes, I am. It sounds quite aggressive and manly, but um, it's it's not it's not quite. I think when people hear the word bodybuilder. I think they think of like what Jodie Marsh did, especially when it comes to women. But it's um, it's a little bit it's, it's a little bit softer, I guess. It's like a, it's called a bikini athlete, um, but it's it's essentially bodybuilding. But it's I'm not like jacked to the scale that J- Jodie Marsh is. <laughs>
0: um, so first of all, I guess I know it's a really obvious question, but we should start at the beginning. Um, so do you want to tell me about how you kind of got into it and what made you uh, want to kind of change your body in this way?
1: Yeah, sure. So, oh gosh, it started um I was actually unwell. I was poorly. Um I was diagnosed with anorexia. Um oh gosh, just after somewhere between 18 and 19. Um and uh, t- I was I was exercising a lot, um compulsively, obsessively. Um it would get to a point where when, when I started losing quite a lot of weight quite quickly I'd I'd end up sneaking out at night time after my family had gone to bed and everybody was asleep and like going for runs and doing exercise drills in my bedroom and all this kind of thing and, and um because obviously well, I wasn't allowed to go to the gym anymore and my mum was keeping a close eye on me, I had to be really secretive and still try and exercise to to be losing loads of weight. Um, And I was quite unwell. Um, I was sort of in and out of, like, clinics and and the doctors, and uh, it was was actually really, really destructive and unhealthy. Um, And I started getting therapy um, and sort of seeing different psychologists, psychotherapists, um, and I ended up attending a, a charity program they basically do cognitive behavioral therapy and sort of over the course I was quite lucky I really was only poorly for a couple of years but some people suffer with with anorexia for like the majority of their lives so I was I was I was really lucky to kind of get a hold of it when I did um but once I was um healthy again um I I started going to the gym but I I started training and, and weightlifting to make my body strong um and I, I kind of guess a way that I, that I was okay with with putting the weight back on because I thought if I was like weight training and building muscle, that the weight that I would be gaining would be would be muscle. I know obviously not all of it is now, but, but back then that's how I kind of justified it and was okay with it in my head. And I kind of it was it's quite lovely, really. I guess because I took the thing that was essentially killing me, um, and I turned it into something that. It now makes me so happy.
0: It wasn't just about necessarily having like a healthy body, but also having a healthy mind.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, anybody that kind of follows any sort of um, gymfluence social media accounts, they'll see and they'll see all the time that there's this um, uh, healthy body, healthy mindset message that goes around. And it totally is. Gym, for me, it's therapy like getting the it's what i look forward to at the end of each day or the start of each day or or you know it's time to just zone out and focus on something that i really love and enjoy and but absolutely you know it's all about it is all about mindset yeah. with everything i guess
0: yeah of course um now this is probably quite a difficult question so no worries if you can't answer it or whatever but when you were going through that phase where you had anorexia do you know in your mind what you thought like the perfect body was like what you wanted to achieve with your body
1: yeah, I can't well yes and no. Um it's very weird because I can remember still now times when I was extremely underweight. Um and looking at my body and thinking I still need to lose more, I still need to lose more. But it's quite it's it's a little bit twisted as well because I also would look at my body and know that what it wasn't my idea of of perfect either like it was, it's very hard to explain um, because you know you see these pictures of of women in, in magazines or whatever and you totally know that it's all airbrushed, you know that, you've got that knowledge but you're still striving to look that way but weight loss isn't the answer but it's the only thing you can focus on at the same time um but there's everybody you know everybody's idea of what perfection is is so different and if you're chasing perfection you're you're never going to reach it um because it's you know it's it's elusive that perfection changes and perfection's different to everybody so i think as soon as you're at peace with who you are and when you're at peace with your body then that in itself is it's, it's pretty perfect. That's what you want to be doing rather than constantly striving, striving to change your physical self.
0: Yeah, of course. Um. So I obviously follow your Instagram because your surname is Parfit. Your Instagram is Parfitness, which, by the way, is my favourite thing ever. I absolutely love it. <laughs> and, um, and just to say, I mean, you know, not that this is going to help anyone, but you have got an absolutely amazing bod. And me and uh, my my best friend Lauren Beth Mountain. I don't know if you remember her. We are so envious. (laughs) We're so envious. We're always like, (laughs) oh god. (laughs) But obviously,
1: some time you should come down to the gym. (laughs) Oh my god!
0: Oh god! You can give us a session. That would be absolutely amazing. Um, Yeah, yeah. But obviously, this like getting the body that you have now does not just happen overnight. It takes so much effort Mm. and work. So, what Mm. does like your average day involve at the moment to be a bikini athlete?
1: So it, it's a day-to-day life is very different to like a competition prep life because um, day-to-day you can afford to be more relaxed with it and you know I can I can do things like that I'm more able to socialise when I'm not com- um, preparing for a competition but in terms of competition prep if you want to know like the the, the hardcore stuff um, normally it involves um, waking up early in the morning before work and and doing some form of cardio. Um, And then in the evening, there'll be a a weight session training um, as well. So it's normally double sessions when you're prepping for a show, not every day, but most days. And obviously it depends on the person. Um, And then food and everything, everything is weighed out. Um, You have to try and eat certain foods at certain times of the day, lots and lots of water, good sleep, um, and also trying to remain sane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a big part of it as well. <laughs> Quite, yeah.
1: big challenge sometimes, big challenge.
0: Is there anything that you like won't eat at all, or don't eat because you know it will affect you know the way you look or whatever in the long term?
1: Absolutely not. No, I think I did enough of that when I was unwell. And I don't do that anymore. I like I would never ever encourage anybody to restrict or cut something out because they think it's bad for them. Because then you kind of get these negative associations with that food. And if you do slip up and you do let yourself eat it beat yourself up and you might try and compensate and all that kind of thing so really what I try and tell people um the advice that I give is just to never cut anything out if there's something that you enjoy and something that you want to you should have an inclusive diet basically you shouldn't make anything exclusive because it's just I think it's it's, it does more damage than it does good So I still eat chocolate every day. Like I make sure that I. Yay! Go (laughs) on. Thank God Um, for that. (laughs) Yeah. No, I eat chocolate every day. I have dark chocolate Um, before I go to bed um, with some peanut butter. Just dunk it in the jar. It's delicious. But you know, you just have to be mindful that that everything that you're eating is in the correct quantities and correct portions for your body, and and to help you hit your goals. And you know, competition prep. Sometimes you do have to cut that kind of thing out, but. It's only for a short time, you know. But in terms of long-term sustainable diets, definitely inclusive. Don't cut anything
0: out. Can you have wine? Yes. Yeah, yes, you can. that is good. That is good Yay. to know.
1: <laughs> it's actually something that um, it's a little trick that, that um, lots of bodybuilders do. Whether it works or not, who knows? But we we enjoy it anyway. So the night before a show. Um, bodybuilders will have a glass of wine, and the idea is to dehydrate you, so as you're, um, so as your, you, you kind of appear more muscular on stage. Um, and it's like the best thing ever because during prep, most people won't drink just because alcohol is essentially sugar.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and in order to lose body fat, if you can reduce your sugar as much as possible, that's good. So yeah, the night before a show, after a 12 or 16 week prep people have their glass of wine and it's like one of the best things in the world
0: that sounds great i love it basically getting fit getting abs and having wine and like speaking of your friends and stuff because um you know like i said like i knew you from school when we were at secondary school together so probably the last time we spoke was genuinely when we were like 15 um I know. so you must have had like quite a like crazy reaction from a lot of your friends and like your family as well what's that been like
2: yeah.
1: So when I first got into it, I remember, like, my so the first time I got into it was i just got an Instagram account as well. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to make my Instagram account all about fitness and just kind of plan my journey and this kind of thing. And I never expected it to blow up how it has. Um, so I started sort of documenting what I was doing. And, and, yeah, but I remember initially there were a few people who... <laughs> Weren't very nice about it, really. Um, there were a couple of people who would make blatant attacks at me on social media, um, saying that it was boring and that nobody cared if I was at the gym or not and all this kind of thing. But And it did get to me, but I don't care now because um, it was it was always only ever for myself. But my family are great. They've been really supportive and, and loving and God, God love them. They put up with some crap when I am when I'm prepping for a show um but yeah no most of my friends now are really supportive I think that the that sort of the better I've got at it and you know the more successful I've become with it people are realizing it's not a fad and it's not an excuse for me to post a picture of myself in my pants you know it's actually (laughs) I'm really passionate about and I love and I enjoy it and it's a huge part of my life um but yeah initially there was some um some what's um I don't want to say anything naughty <laughs> some buttholes about it
0: <laughs> <laughs> did anyone like and again you don't have to answer this but did anyone personally attack the way you looked or said anything about your body
1: um do you know what not not so much to begin with no but I think from anybody that sort of has a um, a good sort of following on social media or whatever, you get the occasion, especially when I'm like really ripped around the time of shows, you do get some people commenting saying like, oh, it's disgusting and you look like a man and women shouldn't look like this and like tagging their friends saying, look how gross this is and this kind of thing. But it's just... It is water off a duck's back, really, because, again, I'm not doing this for anybody's approval. Like, it's something that I really love. And actually, I love it when I've got a six pack.
0: Why not? I really like it. it looks amazing. Yeah. Why shouldn't you? Um, so what, What like, how, in terms of, like, you know, longevity of uh, bodybuilding and, you know, I, I don't want to speak about, like, necessarily the rest of your life. Or like and I know it's so cringe to be like so what's next for you in the next five years but in terms of like a plan do you think you will like always keep this up and be happy with it or do you think if you were to one day just be like actually do you know what I've loved being a bikini athlete but today Mm. I'm going to stop and do you think you'll be able to kind of um, be at peace with like the way you look in your body if you weren't to have the time to always go to the gym and keep up the uh, you know the weighing of food and that sort of thing
1: Mm, Hmm. Because I think regardless of whether someone is like a bikini athlete or a bodybuilder or whether somebody doesn't train at all, I think being at peace with your body is actually a really difficult thing for anyone um, and it is a challenge sometimes because you know the the sort of I guess the the name and the brand that I've built for myself it is really heavily how I look so there is a lot of pressure because it is it is like, oh God, you know, what if I what if I do gain a few pounds here and there, you know, people are gonna think I'm a fraud and you have all of these like completely irrational thoughts going through your head. And there have even, there have been times where I have thought, you know what, I just want to give this up, it's too much, I can't do it, I want to
0: throw in the towel. Whether you're a bodybuilder or a bikini athlete or you go to the gym once a week or you just never go, like me, um, then you're always going to have preconceptions and concerns about what you look like and your own body and stuff. Mm. And really, I suppose the question is whether there's actually anyone that thinks they have got the perfect body. And I mean, I'm sure there are a couple of people Mm. out there that are convinced that they, Mm. um, you know, look really great, but they can't think Mm. that every day. And I guess that's kind of the point. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just, it's like I said earlier, it's, you know, it's just about learning to be at peace with yourself. And for example, at the moment, you know, I'm not not prepping for a show, Um, So I've taken a step back in terms of, like, the dieting and and that kind of thing. And there there are times when you'll wake up in the morning and you'll look in the mirror and you'll be like, oh, damn, you know what? I really miss being ripped. But (laughs) if if you can just accept, like, that what you are is fine and it's okay and just learn to love it, it's so like liberating i can't even tell you just how nice it is just to feel okay with yourself there's a there's a thing that i kind of like taught myself when i was unwell and when i was learning to sort of how to love myself again and it was any thoughts that i'm having about myself or my body if it's not a thought that i would say to a friend or my mother or my sister then you definitely shouldn't be saying it to yourself because you know, you're always listening to what you're saying. You're always listening to what's going on in your head. You can't escape it because it's your brain. Um, and if if those thoughts are destructive, then, of course, you know, you're going to be doing yourself damage without even realizing. But if you can learn to turn those into sort of positive affirmations about yourself, changes will just be amazing. Because really, it's not anything to do with how we look. It's how we feel about how we look. And if we can change how we feel about it, then winner.
0: Yeah, of course. And these thoughts you were saying that, um, you know, you wouldn't say to your mum or your sister, are you, are you talking about like the stereotypical stuff of like, oh, you know, do I look fat in this dress? Or, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, you shouldn't yeah, wear that. Exactly. That, that. That doesn't really suit you because it makes your bum look big and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, grabbing at parts of your body and being like, oh, I really hate my size or I hate my hips or whatever. And, you know, if you wouldn't do that to somebody else, then don't do it to yourself
0: goodness sake no that is a really good point actually I've never thought about that before but it yeah because you do have the odd moment where you're like oh god like you look at someone else's boobs and you're like oh my god why aren't they mine and then you just think well they're never going to be yours you know what just yeah. you've just got to get over my, it
1: I love my snoopy boobs you know? yeah
0: exactly <laughs> oh well Imogen thank you so so much for chatting to me uh, thank um, you uh, it's been so interesting it genuinely has and um, also inspiring as well because you know like I said I have, I have days where I feel like oh god and especially you know at the moment being the beginning of the year everyone's like get back to the gym get fit for the new year yeah. and you do feel so much pressure yeah. to get out there and make yourself look better you know for the summer obviously that's the whole hype and everything mm. um so mm. yeah it's been lovely to chat to you and super good luck with all your thank um you. uh, shows exactly. and everything and i'll be following you on instagram and keeping keeping up with everything you're doing so thank you so much
1: that's okay. And I remember that you said that you're committing to a session now
0: so no escape. Oh, God, what have I done? Oh, no, <laughs> sign me and my friend Lauren up to a gym ab oh session. No. Oh, no.
2: All
0: right, thanks Emma. So oh my God, what have I done? I've accidentally signed myself up for some intense personal training session. Now I'm terrified. Oh, anyway, we are talking about the perfect body on uh, the Female Struggle is Real podcast today. And um, if you ever want to get in touch, by the way, you can do uh, by emailing thefemalestruggle at gmail.com. It's fairly easy. Or you can give me a tweet at MJRealDavis. That's E-M-J-O real davis r-e-a-l-d-a-v-i-s i mean this has turned into a spelling lesson sorry guys Uh, (laughs) next up i want to talk to my friend caitlin um i've been friends with caitlin for quite a number of years really and she is absolutely hilarious and funny and fun um but she does a brilliant blog which i read in my time of need because basically uh in complete contrast to all the social media we see today of women with perfect bodies and lots of green smoothies and uh, fruit and veg and stuff and kalettes, um, she writes that we should just eat what we want. So hello, Caitlin. Hello. Hello. So um, I was just saying that uh, basically at the beginning of this year, I had a bit of a wobble. Uh, literally right. re uh, my body and how I looked and stuff and as a uh-huh. as an avid follower of your blog um, I oh, thank d- you. did an Instagram you and <laughs> you <mean your> <laughs> I did an Instagram and was like everyone should go and uh, read Caitlin's blog because it is absolutely wonderful because you blog about um, food and clean eating and how clean eating is basically a load of rubbish and stuff so can you tell mm-hmm. us about like why you started your blog
2: Um, I started it because I kind of came into contact with a whole movement um, that's called Intuitive Eating. It's a book by two registered dietitians and nutritionists. Um, And it's all about the basic kind of um, process of it is eating when you're hungry, (laughs) stopping when you're full, and eating what you want and not eating for the purposes of how your body looks or how your body operates, but just eating for pleasure, eating for nutrition, I'm not having such a huge focus on, you know, I'm not going to eat this because it's going to make me fat. Just like, I'm not going to eat this maybe because my body doesn't react to it well. Or I'm going to eat this because I really, really love it. And I don't know, just having a much more rational approach to food.
0: And why did you kind of start reading these type of books? Like, did you have a particular, I don't know, um, like a problem with food or anything? Or was there, I don't know, something that made you just a tad? (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell us about Um, that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've never had a diagnosed eating disorder, um, but I would say that I suffered heavily from disordered eating in that I was just eating whatever I thought would make me thin. And I started following a diet called the slow carb diet, which is basically you eat only uh, protein, uh, animal protein, um Uh, Beans are your main source of carbohydrate and vegetables Um, basically everything else is off limits carbohydrates are off limits, fruit is off limits dairy is off limits, soy is off limits Um, so it was an incredibly restrictive diet 6 days a week and then 1 day a week you can eat whatever you want which sounds great in theory but All it does is totally encourage a restrictive mentality, which breeds a binge eating mentality, and you become totally fearful of all food. You have no rational approach to it whatsoever. And it totally and utterly took over my life. It was completely horrible. I was nervous about social occasions and not being able to control what I was eating. I thought about exercise and weight and fitness and food. All of the time, there was no respite from it. And I kind of reached a breaking point when I started to cry about um, thinking about going on a holiday. Um, Because we were going to Italy and I was so scared of putting on weight that I broke down and cried to my boyfriend and said, I don't want to go. I'm so petrified of going on this lovely Italian holiday to eat pizza and gelato and spaghetti. And I was absolutely petrified.
0: Did you find that like uh social media around you and maybe possibly your friends and the sort of subjects your friends would talk about and magazines and all that sort of stuff, did that like heavily influence the way you felt about the way you looked?
2: So much. <laughs> we consume so much media that is about the perfect body and how it's so easy for some people and harder for others. And that unfortunately, that's just the way your biology is. Sometimes people look like that with no effort and sometimes other people will never look like that. Um, And that's, you know, it's not a good or a bad thing. You just have to try and accept yourself the way that you are. But as women particularly, we are targeted with everything, all the time, wherever we go. There's somebody telling us that we're too fat, we're too this, we're not doing this enough, and then with the I feel like with the kind of social media thing influencing everybody's lives so much, it means everybody is an expert. You can ask anybody what they're eating and what they're not eating and they'll give you ten reasons as to why you shouldn't eat this and five as to why you should be eating this because it's so accessible now, the information that everybody thinks they're an expert. And unfortunately unless you have a proper qualification in this, you should not be advising anybody
0: when you were having this, like, really, really bad phase, when you were kind of at your lowest with this, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, food, like, disorder or, you know, how... What did you say? How did you call it? Uh, uh, what did you Disordered
2: say? Disordered
0: eating. Disordered eating. Um, uh-huh. Did you have an idea in your head in what you wanted your body to look like? Like, what was the perfect body for you at that time? The
2: thing is, is that I I honestly don't. Like, I've thought about this quite a lot and... I think it was just smaller and smaller and smaller. That was all I wanted to be, was smaller. And it didn't matter where the weight came from. I didn't mind that my boobs got smaller, which, you know, is perhaps not the the culturally accepted um, ideal aesthetic for a woman's body. Um, I didn't mind that my boobs were getting smaller. I didn't mind that my bum was getting smaller. I just wanted to be smaller in any way that I could. Not even like more muscly, not more toned, just small and it's so odd to say that out loud because it sounds so kind of infantilizing of yourself like you just want to be this tiny little figure and precious and but I suppose that's the whole that plays into femininity a lot doesn't it that we're meant to be delicate and small and seen and not heard and you know so it might play into that somehow but it was never a thing of like I want six packs of abs uh, six pack of abs and you know really toned biceps and what have you it was just small really,
0: really odd. And as you've kind of got more comfortable with um, what you eat, and I'm assuming now that you're kind of like um, better with just being more open to having different foods and kind of not worrying about it as much?
2: Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. So as you've kind of got more comfortable with that, have you got now a different idea of what your, your perfect body is like? Or do you kind of just not think about it? Or, yeah, have you got an idea in your head of like the ultimate body? Um. Not really,
2: because I... I am trying to kind of be accepting of my body whatever it is, not kind of saying, okay, well, I'm going to eat whatever I want and I'm going to be really happy with my body as long as I'm a size 10. That's not how it works at all. I have to be okay with my body if I go up, you know, 16 breast sizes, or I need to be okay with my body if I stay where I am as I am right now. And I'm just trying to think of my body as... I don't know, kind of just the house that I live in. It's nothing else but the vehicle for kind of who I am and what I believe in and all the other things that kind of make up who you are, like, you know, what is your favourite crisp and how often do you call your grandma and that type of stuff, rather than thinking, this is me, this is Caitlin. The thing about Caitlin is she's a size 10. Like, I don't want that to be it at all. So I try not to think about my body as... Uh, I don't
0: know. I try not to think about it at all, really. That's good. I like that. I like how you just, yeah, you try not to think about it. It's good. It's good that you've put it as the vehicle that just like carries our mind and our brain and our personality yeah. around. That's all it is, really, isn't it?
2: I mean, because if anybody asks you, if, if somebody said to me, why is Emma your friend? I'm not going to say it. Emma's my friend because she always replies to WhatsApp really, really quickly. She's super funny. And oh my God, her waist is so thin. I'm <laughs> never going to say that. Yeah, People of course. don't care. Nobody <laughs> cares. I don't care. If somebody did care about the way that my body looks and they were my friends based on that, I wouldn't want to be their friend.
0: Good advice there. So um, tell me about your blog and what you blog about.
2: Um, I blog a lot about trying to not feel as insane as I did around food, around fitness, about kind of just making my way through the whole good journey, but like, <laughs> but not as good as that. Just trying to navigate the whole thing and, and get back to a way of eating normally. And, you know, that means eating stuff that I feel is good for my body. I feel like that's having chocolate when I want it, going out for meals and having what I want about detaching yourself from a sense of guilt and shame when it comes to eating. It is just a normal bodily process. I never feel guilty about the amount of times I go for a wee in the day. So why would I feel guilty about the amount of times I eat in the day? It's just about thinking about it like that. And I don't know. It's just kind of navigating it all and just showing that, like, progress isn't linear and there are ups and downs to it and just trying to tell women specifically that it's okay to eat, and it's okay to eat what you want, and it's okay to not post a green smoothie on Instagram every day. It's fine to eat peanut butter by the spoon when you want to. It's cool, but kind of, I don't know, just like detaching myself from the, the clean eating stuff and just showing people that you don't have to be eating what people are eating on Instagram. You can just eat what you want.
0: That's amazing. Thank you so much, Caitlin. And um, I if like you that. want to uh check out Caitlin's blog, then you can do. We'll tweet it out. And also it is ww.kate Meredith. C-A-I-T-Meredith.com. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Bye bye. Eat what you want.
2: <laughs> I will. Bye, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh I think it should probably actually definitely be noted that Caitlin was uh speaking to me there from Spain, where obviously the tapas is just oh. Amazing, so uh definitely eat what you want Caitlin um thank you so much for downloading this podcast and listening and of course, if you have anything to say about it or an opinion on anything we've spoken about today, you can email the female struggle at gmail dot com um I just think it's really nice having spoken to both Imogen uh, and Caitlin today about what is a perfect body? and obviously both of them have been through quite a hard time in relation to food and fitness and how they feel about their body and you know through different experiences they've come to realize that it's so much more about your mind than actually what you look like and it's so much more important I guess as well you know Caitlin was saying that um, you're your body is just a vehicle for your personality and um who you who you are as a person and you're never going to dislike someone or like someone because they've got a nice round bum that's just not a thing is it Uh, and obviously for Imogen um bodybuilding has really really helped her overcome her eating disorder and um although she's kind of still addicted to exercise um it's helped her overcome a really really awful time in her life um And yes, she's obsessed with her body, but she's obsessed because she wants to be healthy, not necessarily for the way she looks. Uh, So yes, thank you very much to all of our contributors today. And um, next week, there'll be another The Female Struggle Is Real.